0: Welcome to Tony's Take podcast.
1: Welcome to the Tony's Take podcast episode three hundred and sixteen. I'm Sean, and joined with me we have Offroad Andy. Hello, and Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. Check out our sports podcast, and uh, if you missed it, go back and listen to our Happy Hour podcast, uh, episode 315 with Tommy. You're not going to want to miss it. We talk about everything. Uh, got some stuff to get into today. Uh, right off the bat, bummer news about Lance Reddick passing away at age 60, known, uh, of course, from John Wick and The Wire, most famously.
2: Yeah, this one, this one hit me hard. Like, usually it's like, okay, celebrity deaths happen and you're like, oh, I know that person. That's too bad. Um, But he is someone who's been very um, out there, like on the internet and just seems like a normal person. I mean, one of the, one of the big things he's known for that you wouldn't know him for, but for a lot of people is he is plays a character in destiny, the video game series, Um, but he's not just a character on destiny. He is like, part of the community a huge fan of it um like he actually legitimately plays the game and participates which is like really cool for the fans like hey this guy voices one of the main characters and he was um, actually playing it and like they even found like his on his account he was playing it um the week before he died like he was playing through they released new stuff for it so um he's just very much like a good guy and that's everything that everyone said so far just like yeah he's just he was just an awesome guy and like this is rough. It's like sixty isn't super young, but it's like that's that's well, definitely also, mysterious death.
1: Yeah, he wasn't John Belushi or John Candy out there, and, and yeah.
2: he looked
0: like he was in pretty good shape.
2: Oh yeah, like what was his cause of death? They haven't said. I yeah, mean, it just happens sometimes. You your heart, you have a heart act, heart attack at night or something, and you know you just don't make it through. It's,
1: what if he was the way of Bob Saget?
2: Yeah, what was, what was that? Like an aneurysm at night or something like that? or something? Yeah. I, know. I don't know. No.
1: People could just keep fainting, dropping dead, all sorts of weird crap.
2: Yeah. And it, it just, I mean, it doesn't matter in the end, but it's just kind of crazy that he's got his new big movie coming out this week. He was doing press for John Wick 4, um, which is out this Friday. And it's like, they even they had a premiere for it, I think, yesterday. Um, but they were doing, they had the director to go out and be like, I have to deliver this news to people that um just like beloved person. I mean not just beloved for for John Wick, but like all the other things. I mean he did lost and stuff and he always, he did a lot of weird things that were funny because like I think if you don't know who he is, you know his voice. Yeah. It's Just this really like powerful voice. We've just, talked like,
1: about the voice on this pod before. Yeah,
2: it's just like calm and Good cool and it just Yeah, I mean, with John Wick, he's doing a little bit of an accent, but it's it's still, like, his voice there, and it's just, like, it's, I don't know, it's iconic, Uh, but I wish it would be even more iconic because we had, you know, many more years from him uh, we could have had. But, um, yeah, and in addition to John Wick 4, he's also in the White Man Can't Jump. Uh, We did talk about that, like, who's going to want to watch this? Oh, the remake? And I saw him in the credits, like, well, that's at least somebody interesting. Um, but, yeah, that's what's going to be one of his, his last things. Um, I think he has a couple other things that he's filmed because that's the way the business works. But, yeah, that's it sucks. It's one of those ones where it's like, oh, he's still going. Usually you see these deaths like, oh, yeah, I like them. Like, even with, like, Ray Liotta, it's like, oh, he's great. But, like, clearly the <laughs> the past is better than the present. It was, it was um,
1: phenomenal in Hubie Halloween. <laughs>
2: sure, sure. Yeah. But it seems like with Lance Reddick, I mean, I guess he's been around for twenty years, but um, it seems like his career has really taken off over the last ten years, and now it's uh, you know cut short.
1: Yeah, he could have easily filled that role of Morgan Freeman, you know, put him uh, you know ten years down the road as just like that like wisdom man and a similar like recognizable voice. It's a bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he will be missed. Uh, moving right along, though, we do have good news about a movie. I want to follow as closely as possible, but it, I feel like it's been up until now. It's been in the same spot for you know 21 years. Uh, Gladiator 2, we have uh, a couple of additions, including Barry Coneberger. Am I saying that right?
2: <laughs> Nobody knows. He won't even tell people how to really say his name. Yeah, It would um, be like me. But well, that's the, why the, people
1: keep beating him up too. They're like, "What's yeah, your last name? How do you say it?"
2: Yeah, but the uh, the newly the new Oscar nominee the Barry Keoghan, Keoghan, man. I've I've heard it so many different ways. Um but yeah, he he was in uh, Banshees of Inisherin this past year. There's been in a bunch of other things. He uh, died in Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Way back, yeah, way back in the mm-hmm. day. Um he is cast in Gladiator 2 and that was that was announced like last week something. That was
1: already. I was like, "Cool." And then yeah. the
2: big one came and yeah, the then they dropped the uh, equalized star at, at, at the very least the co-star of the film, uh, Denzel Washington. It's like, that's a big get right there. Um, so Denzel, of course, worked with Tony Scott a bunch of times. So Man on Fire and uh, the train one. I forgot the name of that one. Phelan one, like, two, three. Yeah, like a bunch of different ones. I think he did both train movies, actually deja vu Uh, no deja vu is on the other one. Tony Scott ones what's the uh, unstoppable with uh, Chris Pine remember that one I don't know that one Um, but he also did work with Ridley Scott as well before with uh, American Gangster so Um, yeah Denzel is still one of the best Um, no
1: this is super duper Um, this will be the movie to uh, end it all you you can close up Hollywood (laughs) once this movie comes out I mean yeah we hope Um, usually I could give a shit about it most sequels like because there's so many sequels like John Wick's uh, Godfather part 2 Jaws I wouldn't even consider but they're there Um, Gladiator 2 would be a big deal oh yeah yeah so I'm excited I still think there's hope for Russell to come back I don't know how but they can work their movie magic
2: yeah Dream maybe
1: yeah, they fought in a dream, and uh, he's you know he's speaking to him through that maybe he travels through a phone booth and they talk. I don't yeah.
2: know. Of course, Russell Crowe was his uh, American gangster co-star.
1: Yeah, oh, pretty good. Oh, it'll be out soon. I hope. Uh, I bet yeah. this will be out a lot sooner. Uh, good Burger Two.
2: Uh, yeah, this is actually set for released before the end of this year, a uh, Paramount Plus movie. Um, after 25 years, Good Burger 2 is being made. So now Good Burger I, was a, a, a Keenan and Cal movie uh, based I, on a, I all that sketch. Before, I said
1: th-
0: before. I thought it was a TV show, and I didn't know it was a movie. Well, they do a skit, I think, in all that, of yeah, it was them a, being a Good Burger, and then I think that just spinned off into a movie, which I have seen. They made a full-length movie,
2: I never saw the movie. Okay, uh, so I was
0: just mm. confused.
2: Yeah. So what's interesting about this is that the the uh, the guy who created all that his name is Brian Robbins was Good Burger, where they loved orange soda. That's just the Keenan and Kel show.
0: Oh, yeah. Good Burger was when they were actually working at like a fast food yeah. burger restaurant. Which I think for a while was why like, I didn't he, like Fat
1: Burger because I thought that was like the, the same white, thing.
0: The white hat on and stuff like the like cook's hat or whatever, and then like you know like a white striped sort of shirt on. Oh, yeah. Pinstripe like we all
2: all know the outfit.
0: Well, Uh, apparently you guys don't. (laughs) I I know know the movie. I've seen. I know what the sketch is. Well, Dobby just said is that when they were drinking orange soda. So clearly
1: I was watching, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark and uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Same channel. Well, I found, yeah, Dobby. I I know, but I must have been doing doing,
0: AMC or something. I had to be doing my homework at some point. Oh, that's your fault. All (laughs) that was on
2: uh, where's that homework
0: gotten you now, Dobby? Is that are you using that homework for your job right now? Do you not remember hey,
2: Snick? I lead a very successful podcast. That was when they put all what that. What is? Are you are is the dark, Snickers? A, it was called Snick. It was Saturday Night Nickelodeon. Yeah, that was like. A, and I was, now, remember that. And then. Do you remember Teen Nick? Yeah, that was <sighs> like. Was, just, was that Degrassi?
0: I, I feel. I don't know. I don't think so. But there was Teen Nick. And then also there's another thing I remember on. That well, was, was Nick on, Jr. On yeah. Sundays like Sunday evenings, like at six or seven o'clock, they'd have like Sunday conversation. And it was like a whole thing where they got around in a circle. Like a fireside and just chat. Discussed probably honestly, at the end of the day, like manners and responsibility and shit like, like that. The You're president right. got a
2: blow job, kids. You want to talk about it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was, that was, was the was biggest th- news back then. Big news. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: so that took a turn, but I
0: wasn't expecting.
2: Jeez, <laughs> right. Andy. Well, I'll go back to where I was going. So the creator of all that is a man named Brian Robbins. He then later directed Good Burger. Um, hmm. he is still working in the industry today as the fucking president of Paramount. So this is a personal project for him. Not even the regular president. Yeah. Wow. He's like, all right, I own fucking Paramount now. I'm making Good Burger too. I'm making a sequel to the movie I made 25 years ago. Um, he is not coming back to direct. He's a busy man, but, um, Keenan and Cal are back. So, uh, Coolio, I guess is uh, not going to be in it cause he died. So that's too bad. We don't know um, for sure. Wait, he yeah. died in real life. Oh yeah. Last year sometime. I'm thinking of LL oh, Cool J. No, he's still going strong.
1: Yeah. yeah. Dude still bench presses a smart car.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's exciting uh, for someone.
2: Uh, uh, it is strange. Who is it exciting for? Because it should be exciting for us um, that they're they're making this shit that's like,
0: well, my guess aren't gonna is going to
2: want to see this, right? Tony will watch it. No. Yeah. Actually, oh. I don't know.
0: Actually, maybe. Maybe. I, I can see I pay for it in yeah.
2: well, it's, well, it's going, going to Paramount
0: too.
1: Plus. It's the kind of thing where someone is going to have it. They're going to invite their friends over before they go out, and they're going to put that movie on, and then they're just going to end up ordering Dominoes and watch the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope it's better than let's say Joe Dirt Two, which is a movie that exists
1: that was forgotten by the uh,
2: world, okay, Andy. So I don't bring that up. up. But even Dumb and Dumber Two, something like that, where
1: just or that didn't, didn't work. Dumb and Dumber Two. I'm talking dumb about Dumb and
2: the, I'm talking about the real Dumb and Dumber too. Either dumb and is fine to exist because we knew it wasn't going to be good because it wasn't Jim Carrey. It did have Bob Saget. Sure, and that was shit the best all over the, the whole walls. Movie, so. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, these yeah. long-time comedy sequels don't work. <clears throat> no, typically not.
1: Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be the best picture. But I did see—I
2: don't have it on this list, but I did see a poster for the next Broken Lizard movie coming uh, oh, next wow. month. So I remember, oh, like Super Troopers Two was fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, not even close to as good as the original, but it was yeah. it was fine. It wasn't embarrassing in any way. So I wonder what their next movie is going to be. Probably embarrassing, but
1: well, they've done yeah. B- beer fest. They've done the you know uh, Aruba or wherever where murders happen on an island. They've done uh, Super Troopers, and then uh, the one from like when they were in college. Is that about everything?
2: They did the restaurant one.
1: That's right, the and Salmon. Yeah. Right. Which had the deep voice black guy uh, who died also. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. yeah. Claimed he never worked out.
2: What's I that? don't know. That can't be real.
1: He's obviously fucking with people when he says <laughs> that. What do you mean he never worked out? I think that was on like a 60 Minutes interview or something. Never went to a gym or something. I could be
0: completely wrong. Okay, you can work out and not go to the gym. Just by doing your work and stuff, like whatever his job might have been and stuff, or he like does like... His job was home. acting.
1: Yeah, played criminals. <laughs> he was
2: Ricky Bobby's like uh, manager. Like birds
0: back to life. Well, how did he die?
2: Heart attack? Yeah, I don't yeah, know, he's too big. Well, yeah. Maybe he didn't work out then. Yeah.
1: Well... All righty, well. <laughs> is that what... What is his next story? Mr. Monk's last case? Is
0: that Tony That's Shaloub?
2: N- yeah, it's it's uh, coming back.
0: Malik Monk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, with the success of, I'd say, like, um, Russian, not Russian Dolphins, that's the other, Natasha Leon show, uh, Poker Face on Peacock, I think there was a, this is an easy pull for them. Be like, hey, people like detective shit. We already have, we already own this property. Let's mm-hmm. just do, like, a movie, because that's what they used to do in the old days, is to be like, all right, Columbo is back for a movie, like he did a TV show, and now he'll just come back for a 90-minute long episode. They've done that with Psych already um so they're doing more monk um all those people i'm sure are available for hire so uh they're making original for peacock which i will definitely watch and enjoy because that was a a a fun time brings me back to to old times of being i don't know 14 or something watching monk like all right how's he gonna solve the case this time oh he's a weirdo but being weird helped him see the clue that no one else saw
1: he also That's gets fun. his head
2: shot off in Men in Black. Yeah, but it regrows. Do you have any like, idea how much that stings? Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. I mean, Tony Schlup still works. He, he's all over the place, but.
1: He was, uh, what was that terrorist movie where he was a cop or a detective, whatever, in New York?
2: No idea. If that
1: was like a Middle Eastern terrorist and it was good. It was from the 90s. I don't remember hmm he I was good in it. know
2: but i can't think of it right now i'm gonna look it uh, up his boss is buffalo bill so that's cool yeah wait yeah, that's coming to peacock i I'm never sure, got into Monk. i'm sure they can turn that one around yeah it's it's not the greatest show that ever existed but it was fun it's like you put it on you know the simpler time he always won you know that's the good thing criminals paid yeah it's too hard he's he's been in a lot of stuff
1: um i have no idea like, it was 2001 at best. I'm, I'm so close. I'm right there.
2: I'll find it for you. Uh, oh. We're just looking at Tony Shalub's, uh
1: Yeah, everyone should be doing this, though, at home. The
2: Siege with was Denzel and Bruce Probably. Lose. Yeah, Never that was probably
1: it. it. Yeah, there was a terrace on a, a, a city bus.
2: It was good. Yeah. Why do they like those buses so much? Well, a Dennis lot of Hopper ta- targeting.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, he was, uh, it was about uh pension for uh, police, not to give anything away. Oh, Lance Riddick was in this movie.
0: Too soon, Sean. Yeah. Look at
1: that. Yeah. Full circle. It's good stuff. That is a good one. And uh, you can only uh, rent it or buy it at this point. It doesn't look like it's playing anywhere. Uh, I watched it on probably HBO or Amazon or something, but. Years ago, I barely, I didn't remember what it was even called. From 1998, The Siege. So watch that instead of Mr. Monk. (laughs) All right, uh, Guillermo del Toro is back with Frankenstein. Ooh.
2: Yeah, he's just finally doing it. He's made like a million movies that are basically Frankenstein, but he's like, I'm just going to do it, and Netflix is going to, you know, pay for it. So um, must have a good relationship with them after the uh, Pinocchio movie. So, Um, and it's going to be a live action. He does want to do another stop-motion movie with them, uh, but this is a real live-action movie. Who's so, going
0: to play Frankenstein? Uh,
2: they don't know for sure, but they... Brad Garrett. They were going for uh, Oscar Isaac.
0: Who's is the, the, Can the we uh, get a picture of he's him? He's not very here, big.
2: Like, I um, well, I think he's playing
0: the doctor. Uh, oh, that's right, because Frankenstein's yeah. actually the doctor, not yeah, the monster. But everyone thinks about the monster. Well, he's... What is the monster's actual name? Just monster?
2: Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. yeah. Um... Andrew Garfield? Which one would play the monster then? Okay. Mm.
1: Come on. Neither of them are big. They're both three.
0: He's and got a half more of a monster feature, though, to his face. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the jaw and stuff. And his I like cheeks.
2: Mia Goth, possibly. Mia Goth of uh, <clears throat> X and Pearl. Um, one, of my, one of my new favorites. She likes making weird ass horror movies. So. She's going to be Frankenstein's monster? Uh, it should just be a lady in the movie somehow. I don't know. No, um, he's got the little the lady that's. Oh, he got has the black a black hair. Yeah. He has a bride later. I don't know if in the original movies and I can have a bride.
0: Actually, now that I'm looking at these guys' faces, I could see Andrew Garfield being like a good Dr. Frankenstein. And then this guy being the Frankenstein. Cause I mean, you just got to make him bigger and he's got, he's got the, the facial features for
2: it. Well,
1: are going to piss off dove soap.
2: I trust a uh, Guillermo del Toro. will. Figured out.
1: Dev. Soap got pissed and figured out
2: in Pinocchio. So, oh boy. I mean, it fucking won an Academy Award. So, what? Worst movie? Best animated movie? (laughs) That is an award.
0: (laughs) And the word, the award for worst movie goes to. Best death scene.
2: (laughs) Best child death in fascist Italy. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Pinocchio, come on up.
0: Oh, never Pinocchio's saw got
2: a gun. Fuck no. Oh, <laughs> you I didn't even make mean. it that far. Pinocchio has a gun. He Did you get a gun <laughs> at some point? He has a gun. He joins the army. And he has a gun. Yeah. Oh, he's so stupid. Wow. All
1: right, well, let's talk about Tarantino <laughs> with a new movie. Number 10.
2: Yeah, and maybe his last, he's he's teased it so often. Um, he's just going fully into himself. Uh, his his last movie, as he says, is, is uh, about a movie critic taking place in the 1970s. So he's a, uh, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think was 1969 is where we ended up, so he's just uh, moving a little bit further in the 1970s. Uh, most likely LA, if it's a movie critic thing. Um, so I don't know too much more about that. Some people are speculating it'll be about um, a, a character similar to Pauline Kael, very influential yeah. movie critic from Famous the, female the film critic. Yeah. Um, who was um, much hated along, among a lot of directors. Um, Clint Eastwood, when he uh, made his last Dirty Harry movie, had a, like a version of Pauline Kale who gets murdered in the movie. Um, George Lucas named the evil general um, from Willow after Pauline Kale. So like, she was just, they all hated her because she would would destroy their movies and make fun of these people. So um, yeah, big, a big figure. Um, But that is not confirmed. That is what it's going to be about. Um, I don't know who Sam Jackson's playing yet. We haven't we haven't seen that yet. So He's going to play her. <laughs> yeah. He needs to have him back. He, he also, wasn't in the last one, so. He's got to He's got to have him in this one.
1: He'll be back. And maybe he'll bring in Bruce Dern who stole the show.
2: Yeah, and he's still alive, so.
1: Yeah. Oh, which is hard to believe if you watched him in that movie. Yeah,
2: you know, it was Again, an easy job, like just stay in bed the entire and interacting. time. Are
0: you talking about uh, Willy Wonka? Pretending to be blind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, I did see that recently where it said how like the grandfather and Willy Wonka, how they just stayed in bed the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> all four of them. And then yeah. he can
1: magically get up and jump and roll.
0: <clears throat> where uh where did that take place? Like were they in it's bed like
2: Finland. that? Where? Poor ass London. Yeah, somewhere in Europe. Well, I know it was definitely in Europe. They're British. They talk British, except except for Wonka himself. Right?
1: Yeah. Now that's coming out before too long where The little kid. The story
0: about Wonka, huh? Who's playing him again? Timothy Chalamet.
2: Oh. Okay. No footage of that, so no one knows. Not yet.
1: Isn't it interesting that it's just like, well, if Casey Affleck was 10, you'd have Timothy Chalamet. Here you go.
2: Yeah, that's what they're going for. I mean, I think Timothy Chalamet is like 108 pounds. Yeah. Well, and he's probably... Twenty-six. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I was saying? Like he's so slight. He could, it would be funny if he was in a boxing movie, but he actually could do a boxing movie. They have those, you know, those ultra featherweights yeah, featherweight. and stuff like that. Yeah, and just have him. He could do a boxing movie. Like, he's like <sighs> coming in one hundred and twelve. You were
0: close, like, Sean. He's twenty-seven. Yeah, pretty good. And I don't know if it shows his weight. And on he can things. still
1: <laughs> play at an eleven-year-old boy. Like he looks. has oh, got a very tests, baby face. He tests younger than Tom Holland.
0: Yeah.
2: Tom Holland can play fifteen. I think Tom Holland's probably had sex with them. Well, well, okay. Oh, and <laughs> wow, that was a, that was the thing. They're like, no. they're all friends. Keep I mean, your you fantasies to yourself. Yeah, because of uh, they're all friends with Zendaya, so they're probably had a. Was she a cult leader or something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, hey, these Gen Z kids, I don't know what's <clears throat> going on. What's interesting though is when they
0: show his relatives, all they show is. Pauline Chalamet, which is his sister, and Rodman Flender, which is his uncle.
2: Rodman. There's no, there's no. That parents sounds like a cartoon here. character. Rodman Flender. Maybe this guy ran away from home. I did see a story about him where they were doing all the thing about oh, who are all the people that are related to people in Hollywood? And it was like Timothy Chalamet's uncle. He's a was a Hollywood producer who produced Leprechaun Two or something like that. It's like oh, he's awesome. a big shot. Yeah probably running Shit. a network now that's why he got dune because his uncle produced
0: you know what that's what it is they're only talking about it because li- it's, it's linked to people who yeah are credit or some people yeah because yeah. his
2: sister's an actress apparently yeah i what can imagine their weird yeah. family uh she is oh yeah he went to like art school when he was in the three womb,
0: basically yeah. yeah she was uh well she won something for a show called adulting hmm and then something else called Seasick. And she won Best Actress for all those.
2: Yeah. Best actric, Actress in Seasick. And in adulting.
1: Yeah. Pretty good. Huh. All right. Um, yeah, so the Tarantino movie is probably two years out, <clears throat> something like that. I don't know. He
2: finished the script. So, yeah.
1: But, yeah, he loves, loves L.A. He grew up here. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be very... Spot on for the time. Have all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, plugged in, and it'll be great. I'm sure. I don't yep. doubt it.
2: How many N words will be in the script?
1: Over under of uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: seven. There wasn't any in the last one. I don't think there was, but there, I don't think there, were there any black people in the whole movie? I don't think so. Yeah,
1: there must have been one.
2: I mean, he pissed off an entire uh, community of Asians, right? So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All
1: right, let's talk about Dave Sandberg.
2: Yeah, so uh, David Sandberg, director of the Shazam series. Um, his new one came out, Shazam 2, and not very many people watched it. So I had the thought, uh, will he be returning to horror movies? Because he made these two superhero movies. Even if they're fine movies, they didn't set the world on fire. Um, or is he going to continue on making more uh, comic book stuff? Uh, but he did come out. He did put out a statement this week and said, I'm going back to horror. I'm done with superheroes. So uh, that's good news. Um, before he made Shazam, he did the movie Lights Out, a really interesting horror movie. And he also did Annabelle Creation, which was uh, the best of the Conjuring spinoff movies. So he, uh, he's a good horror filmmaker. Got hired to do some comic book movies, and now he's coming back to the genre where he is best at. So, um, also go check out his YouTube channel. Uh, he makes a lot of really good short films. He's done it for years, um, just like him making his own stuff. So, um, and that's where Lights Out actually came from, which is just the, the simple premise of. You know, the, the monster or whatever can only get you in the dark. So uh, I remember you that. Gotta, you got to turn the lights on and that kind of shit. Just I like actually good watched good that premise. movie over at uh, your place, Sean,
0: back when you were living with producer Luke. Yeah, I watched that at some point. Uh, <clears throat> I think it was, it was that instance. <clears throat> I think we all watched it together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, good thing. Coming, he's coming back.
1: Very good. Um, all right. Well, I think. We're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... I did it. Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So, head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, off road. how many things do you have? I got three. Tony Cats?
0: Um, for uh, two. There he uh. is. <laughs> oh, and half. Like, I don't know. There's one I don't know if I want to talk about it or not. I'll say right. three. I'll make it quick. I'll do three. I've got one. Ooh, very good. Who's starting us off? I'll start us off. Just because the stuff I watched or two of the things I watched. Andy's already watched, but it was a couple of weeks ago. So the one thing I watched, or uh, one of them was, uh, what is it, The Banshees of Irishima? Or what's it called?
2: <laughs> That's exactly it. Is it? In uh, Sheeran. Okay. That's the second time you've said here I, I, I'm never going to get
0: it. The Banshees of Edward, uh, Ed Sheeran I, it was my first time seeing it obviously uh, it was interesting I don't know if it's too much my style of movie but I definitely could say I felt uh I felt the stress of this guy <laughs> living in 1918 England I mean uh Ireland knowing that the Black Sox incident had just happened over in the US I mean that was a stressful time for a lot of people and uh, just the fact of you know his buddy just outright doesn't want to be his friend anymore starts spoilers, but started just cutting off his fingers and shit. And then ended up, uh, then all of a sudden it's like his sister, you know, knew he was, you know, she knew she needed to start a life for herself. So she got out of Dodge and, uh, you know, it's like that stress of like, that was your, you know, your bunk mate for a while, you know, your best friend and she's leaving in the time where you're feeling the, the loneliest and the weakest. And, yeah, it was a uh, definitely a rough movie. Uh, rough, you know. felt bad for Colin Farrell a little bit at that in that movie, but uh, it was it wasn't bad. I could you know see why it was a you know good little indie flick or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, well written, funny in parts that needed to be funny, but also about you know real human shit. Yeah, yeah. And then the the the, the tragic character we talked about him, but. We mentioned him uh-huh. earlier, Barry Keoghan, Keoghan, whatever. He played uh, basically the the village idiot, if you want to you know, be crass about it. Um, but it was a very sympathetic character. So Yeah. And uh, then the other thing I watched
0: was, uh, <clears> or <throat> one of the other things I watched was The Menu. And that one I actually enjoyed. That was more up my alley. Like when I first was looking through the, I saw the trailer, I was like, eh. And then I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. And I was like, and I, I knew what I was. I mean, I could obviously tell what I was getting myself into. I knew it was going to be a situation where it's like, okay, they, they all go on an island. And I've seen these eight, what is it, eight twenty-four, a ten, a twenty-four, a twenty-four movies,
2: biggest, p- biggest people in the world
0: before and stuff. And it's like there's just all these little indie films, Sundance and shit. And it's like I know how those movies go. They go start off slow, and then it's like the slowly subtle things. And then the last like five to ten minutes is usually absolute chaos, like Hereditary. But uh, this one, so I I knew, you know, I I thought it was actually gonna be a little more grotesque than it was. So that actually surprised me that it wasn't as disgusting as I thought it would be. But uh, overall, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed definitely some of the storyline in it with like how uh, the guy brought his date, how he met her. And then the fact that somebody else at the table knew who she was from, you know, from what her job was. So that was kind of funny to me. And then just the fact that, you know, like it kind of, I think what I enjoyed about it the most was that it shit a little bit on uh these really fine dining establishments because it's like, here we are with this blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, this little food on a plate and stuff. And then at the end, of the, you know, she's sitting there and she says, you know, what I'd really like is a cheeseburger. And it's like, you know, he just, it takes him back to his roots where he started. He just got super stoked about it and made her a cheeseburger and it was just this funny thing cuz it's like at the end of the day that's why people long for in and out when they haven't had it for so long because a simple nice cheeseburger and shit like that is it's fucking good and uh that part was
2: enjoyable and I know uh Andy's got something to say here yeah when uh I talked to Tony about this earlier I was like oh yeah and like John Leguizamo he didn't know who John Leguizamo was by the name by the name so yeah, once you pull up the picture, but I was just now overthrew. I really know who
0: he is by looking at this picture. His of him. fucking
2: his credits are incredible. Like he's been in a million things, like just, <clears> um, including things you don't even remember him from. Ice like, Age. Well, Ice Age, he's one of the stars. He's the little annoying the the, little guy, right? the sloth, right? Yeah, um, is that a sloth? Yeah, I think. It was, yeah, let's see. Let's see. They have a whole. He's a ground sloth. Ground okay. sloth. Um but he he was in uh John Wick one. It's like, oh cool. yeah, yeah, he's just in he's just in a million things. He's, he's all over the place. So. Holy shit. Um and he was the bad guy in Violent Night. So you know. okay, I didn't see that yet. He was in Kanto, he played Bruno himself, so big deal. Never saw that movie, never will, but you know, <clears> he's also in John Wick 2 I didn't know that.
0: I feel like he's in more stuff. Can we uh this is a, this is a hold on let me see. I feel like I gotta
2: kick ass two
0: <laughs> recognize him in something. Chef.
2: Um yeah. you've seen
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've seen him in a bunch of
2: Carlito's stuff. Carlito's Way, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. He was uh, Tybalt, one of the uh, key characters. King of the Jungle, huh? Yeah. Don't know what that is, but.
0: That's uh, Tarzan, I think. Is it I not?
2: Know. Where is that?
0: <laughs> King of the Jungle?
2: Oh, wow. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> wow, this sounds interesting. It's a basketball movie with John Guzamo, Rosie Perez, Michael Rapaport, Marissa Tomei. I've never heard of this movie <laughs> in my life. Um e- Okay, that's in Yao Ming. (laughs) Oh, Andy.
0: (laughs) There's a character called Yan Ming that plays Fat Ming.
2: (laughs) All right, what's what's it get at Rotten Tomatoes? Let's see. That's why I've never
0: heard of it. Yeah, 22%, but the audience gave it a 61. The audience liked what they saw. Just not from the critics.
2: But yeah, he's part of my favorite part of that movie. Just playing, I guess he's playing himself in a way, but he's also playing, I guess, a Sandler type character, <clears throat> a comedy guy in movies that people uh, don't like. I think that's fair to say.
0: Yeah, he was good. He was good in that. He was funny. Well, what about you, Andy? What have you been watching?
2: Uh, I've been watching a new television series on Hulu. It is called The History of the World Part 2. Basically, Drunk History, right? Um, I've seen some previews for yeah, this. Yeah, not necessarily because it's not someone recounting, but it is like funny sketches based on history. Um, so there was a History of the World Part 1 back in 1981 from uh, the great Mel Brooks. Mm, so, Spaceballs. Um, yeah, of course, Spaceballs and uh, Blazing Saddles. Um, <clears throat> you know, just one of, a, one of the legendary comedy stars, like worked for so long. He is still alive. I believe 95 years old and he uh, did work on this project. It doesn't look like he's acting in it. He is part of the writer's room. He's also like narrating it. Um, But this uh, show has like everyone in comedy you have ever heard of Um, because it's just a bunch of different sketches. Um, Always, yeah, history based, but it's not like um, in order or anything. It just kind of jumps around. So some of them seem to be repeating. Um, but yeah, like one of them that I watched last night was like the story of Jesus, but it was also a parody of Kirby enthusiasm and also star starred JB. Smooth as uh, one of the uh, apostles there and uh, Nick Kroll as Judas. And it was just perfectly well done parody of Kirby enthusiasm, but also kind of telling the story there. Um, so Nick Kroll is like one of the lead producers, writers, actors in this, along with, um, Ike Barinholtz. So, um, I was telling Sean before, who reminded me of, uh, Ike Barinholtz was in a uh, season three of, um, uh, Eastbound and Down. He was like the Russian pitcher. That was kind of his, like his rival there. Um, and then there's another guy that I recognized that was from, uh, the other Danny McBride show, The Righteous Gemstones. And I'm like, oh, just people from random comedies. But um, you would probably enjoy the um, – there was a sketch with Ike Barinholtz as Ulysses S. Grant. The yeah, I would enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy it, but oh, you might okay. enjoy it. Um, the Civil War general, um, also later president. But it was when he was general and at the end of the war where Lincoln is trying to like get him to uh, you know finish out the war. Um, and Link, Lincoln is played by uh, Timothy Simons, the uh, the giant guy that you love from uh, Veep. Oh, oh and, he's uh, wonderful. A lot of good jokes about him playing Lincoln being just fucking tall, and he keeps hitting his head and be like, no, God, because the entire world is made for um, small people back then.
1: So. I think the problem is you lack upper body strength. How?
0: <laughs> when he's chopping
1: the wood?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, we all know the best scenes when he walks into that elementary school class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time Sean and I saw that scene, we were just dying laughing.
1: That show's really good. I mean, it's it's so stupid, but it's it's very good.
2: Yeah. So I would say History of the World Part 2 is not um, a premiere comedy in that way, but it is very funny, very silly, has a lot of people you'd seen before, um, and it does capture that kind of Mel Brooks comedy of like it's in the past, but there'll be a reference to something. Like they had... Um, one of the sketches was about the uh, the Romanovs who were the last like ruling Russian family before um, they were thrown overthrown by Lenin, and it was like the one daughter was on TikTok, which is like okay, that well, just makes sense. Place takes place in nineteen eighteen or whatever, but you know it's a funny little bit, and, uh, and Danny DeVito is in that one, so it's like hey, it's Danny DeVito, cool. So it's it's, it's nice, and I think it's I think it's eight minute episodes, so it's like not a huge thing. I mean the, the original part one was a movie. wasn't a series, but this, this kind of works well. This was a
1: bunch of movies. Uh, no, it
2: it works well as a, as a, you know, 28 minute thing you watch before you go to bed or something. So, um, I will definitely end up finishing the whole thing, but it's, it's not the best comedy I've ever seen, but enjoyable. Very good. All
1: right. Uh, should I do my one? Yeah. I have, uh, stars for a little while. Uh, it was on sale for something. And, uh, popped up on my uh, You Should Watch thing on Hulu, and I watched from 2000, Matthew McConaughey, U-571. <laughs> this is a, a submarine movie, which I just can't get enough of these. are a lot of fun. And uh, I don't think I really remember this one at all. Bill Paxton, Harvey bon Keitel. Bon Jovi,
2: that's what I remember from it.
1: John Bon Jovi, for some reason, uh, is in this. Uh, and it's fun. It follows uh, some guys on a sub who have to try and intercept a German U boat and uh, during world war two. And it's a race to get there before the Germans come to help this boat, the sub in distress. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh, some fighting and submarines. It's, it's fun. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, tense scenes with the, uh, Little like I'm blanking on what they're called, but the bombs that they drop to mess with a sub, and uh, that's good. It's it's not great, but it's fun, and uh, it's not crazy long either. It's just uh, two hours long. Check yeah, it out. I
2: watched it when I was 11 or something. Whenever it yeah. came out, I was like, hey, "Yeah, that's good." And it's I just remember fine, seeing the credits like Bon Jovi. Yeah, what? <laughs> no.
1: Must be friends with the director or something. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was that popular back then. You know, he had his '80s run, and then yeah. I, don't I don't know. Maybe he's a huge
1: submarine World War II guy. Yeah, that could be. I don't know, but yeah, that's about it.
2: All Is right. that all? No, I got I got two here. I thought so. Um, I'm going to say I watched John Wick again because I'm going to end up seeing the the fourth one. I want to you know get a refresher on them. Uh, I think what's remarkable about revisiting John wick is how much the series has evolved. John wick was a very simple movie and he was pretty much normal guy. He wasn't a superhero. Like he was good at his job, but he gets like people get to jump on him multiple times and he doesn't, he does take down a lot of people, but it's not like crazy. It's also very, um, a grounded world. There's like the colors are very muted and, and, in flat when like the third one was like all over the place and it's super enjoyable, but it's just like, it's really evolved. And now the fourth one just looks um, even further escalated. Uh, it's supposed to be like three hours long while the first John Wick is about 90 minutes long. So uh, it's just kind of crazy, the evolution of it. And I don't think they had any idea this was going to happen when they made that first movie. It just, I like, would agree with that. Um, it was the, the stunt coordinators of the matrix. They knew Keanu Reeves. Well, they're like, simple revenge story it was this will be fun and now it's this like crazy ass thing with these all these ridiculous characters but Boban yeah I'm all for it yeah Uh, yeah why not it's just it was interesting revisiting that one after probably only seen that one a couple times probably been over five years since I've seen that Um, so looking forward to seeing what a two and three bring me as well before uh, getting into four so very good Uh, Uh, And then the last thing I have here is uh, my big review here. It's been a while now since I've seen it because we had a week off of this uh, episode, but uh, Scream 6. So this came out about a week and a half ago. Yeah, almost Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, the big release of the Friday before. Um, Did super well. I think one of the highest highest grossing Scream movie, but also just really high grossing for a horror movie in, in its first week. Uh, and, and deserving because it is it is a lot of fun. They know what they're doing with these. I can't say it's the best movie. It's got a lot of problems, a lot of plot holes like they do when they do the big reveal, you're like, well, wait, how would that work? I mean I'm it's fun and I'm glad to see how this this closes out and how they're gonna you know how they're gonna win. but like does that really make sense? Could that really happen? It did trick me. Uh, they do they do a good job of like they know everyone's wanting to solve the the crime before it happens so uh, they they give you all kinds of good tricks to to get you off the scent um, and this one is like does that even really make sense but uh, you know I'm fine with them doing it uh, but I do like the new cast that they ended up with uh, they do a, a bit in this one where they call themselves the core four which a I believe was the Yank- New York Yankees were the hmm. core four uh, back in the day, um, Jeter and Posada, and I don't even remember who else. Hmm. Um, but the, yeah, the four the four surviving characters from the last movie. Um, and and if you don't know, Nev Campbell is not in this one. She only had a kind of a small part in the last one, and they didn't offer her too much money to return for Stream Six, so she said no. But what's the success of this in the? Hundred percent probability there will be a Scream Seven. I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna write her a big check to kind of close out this series. Um, so you said they didn't invite her back. They did. They offered her, but she said the offer was too low and insulting, oh. which is probably like they're new. They weren't paying her as the star because she wasn't the star. So that's what I think happened. But Scream Seven should get a bigger budget because this one made a lot of money. Um, but I think one of the weaknesses of this movie versus the last one, I did like the last one uh, better. I think a big weakness is that it's only been thirteen months since Scream Five came out, whereas Scream Five, between Scream Four and Scream Five, was over a decade. Uh-huh. So you don't have that like that long gap. Um, I think would have I think would have been helpful if they took a couple years to make this movie at least because it's just like. It seems a little less realistic that it's happening all again this quick, and everything having to be set up. Um, but that's what the the original trilogy. I think they made three movies in four years, so um, they're following that template there. But um, that would have been, I think, my recommendation was, you know, wait two years for the first Scream Six to come out, and I think it would you'd be more anticipating it. But uh, still very enjoyable. It's it's a good mystery, good kills that they're very effective at the killing scenes. Um, And this had maybe the best opening scene of any of the screen movies. And those openings are always, always great. This one uh, does something completely different, completely new and uh, really worked for me. So um, I think it's worth it just for that scene, but if you've been following this, you're going to, you're going to end up watching this one. It's, it's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe for me.
2: I'll definitely watch. I'm a big
0: fan of the horror movies. Yeah.
2: It'll be on Paramount Plus in three months, four months, something like that. That seems to be how they, they work there. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Tony, did you do all yours? Uh yeah. I mean, the last thing I watched, the other thing I watched was like, just one of those uh, <clears throat> fun little unsolved mysteries episodes it was actually pretty interesting, you know, but nothing crazy. Just like, from
2: like 1991.
0: (laughs) No, it was these, uh, they're newer, but it was about like something that took place in the late seventies in Chino with some girl that got abducted and was murdered and they never found her body. But then like the next woman that got abducted. And how do they know she was murdered? No, because like, uh, so the, she went missing, like she's gone. And the next, and then another woman got abducted, which is a famous case because she spent seven years, uh, in, uh, tortured and held hostage by these people like having to live in like a little coffin like under their bed and like would only let be let out one hour a day to basically get like tortured and raped and stuff like that and uh, she eventually escaped because the guy's wife eventually, you know, let her go type thing and uh, this happened like two months uh, or two years, I'm sorry, after uh, the other girl went missing and then the wife ended up giving a testimony like years later and said, Uh, that they basically said that they'd kidnapped this other girl, but I don't know what the thing is because they never found the body. They can't like, there's no hard evidence to say that they, that she's like dead or whatever, you know what I mean? Until they have like a body, I guess. And then uh, the woman that was kidnapped said that they, she did see a picture of another girl. Like that was like in her car. I don't know. Something like that. She saw laying around her in the coffin or something and described the woman. And they said that like actually met the description of, the girl that went missing in the in 1976, but I don't know, it was pretty pretty interesting. I mean, pretty crazy stuff. I mean, I feel i mean back in the 70s and 80s. You could yeah, just get away with whatever the fuck so you wanted.
2: Funny. I thought you're gonna say like it happened in 2002 or something. It's fucking 1970s. Why are you even looking back that far?
0: <clears throat> well, that is... the thing. Well, so here's the thing. The reason why is because why this unsolved mystery is because in 2000, this woman moved into an apartment in Chino. I mean, I'm sorry, not Chino in Chico. And her house, weird shit was happening there and like claiming the house was haunted and she had no backstory of anything. And it turns out that she was living in the house or she, the apartment she was living in was the apartment that this woman that got murdered lived in. But she had died like later on. So, I mean, I don't know. It's all crazy stuff, but interesting. Yeah.
2: I'm shaking my head at it.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Of course. I, but I mean, it was a real murder, whether you, you can't yeah. shake your head at that. Oh, I mean, yeah. the the girl moving into the apartment saying that, like, she said one situation that the Ernie was talking in the middle of the night, this doll. And then they took the batteries out and it was talking again. I was like, that's even when I was like, OK, like, let's settle down here for a second. But no, you can't. It, it's Solar a true power. thing though. that woman was was murdered and like was missing. And it's a true story of the woman that was held hostage for seven years there. I mean, that shit happens all the time. I mean, that's that's reality. That's real life. These people that get, you know, held captive. I mean, you've heard stories like that before, I'm sure, right? Yeah, that oh, yeah. lady in Tahoe was like 16 or 20 years or whatever it was. <laughs> well, that, that that was this girl in Chico. She was, uh, yeah. I think, 19 when she got... Or no, 16, I think, also, actually. Yeah. Well, the Tahoe one was just, a, you know, 10 years ago or something.
1: Yeah. They made movies like this. Yeah, like, no, they were... Academy Awards. <laughs> no,
0: this was made a movie, too, and it's called, like, Lady in the Box or something like that because she was literally in a coffin-sized box that was under kill bill under the yeah, under the their bed that's gone
2: wow yeah we've been watching this schwarber at bat it's crazy sorry if you don't care but that was pretty crazy i bet just kept yeah
1: you guys are ahead him, of me on the tv or something putting
2: them into the seats a lot but out of play and now he put one for real
1: there you go and tony
0: you earlier said it was three two and now it is <laughs> So. Well, the one thing I also mentioned for the people that are listening to this that are sports fans is that I said Otani was going to come in in the ninth inning and he was warming up and it looks like he will come in in the ninth and Mike Trout will be up in the ninth, especially after that home run. I think it almost guarantees he'll bat at least one more time. So stay tuned. Pretty fun. If you're, you know, or I guess you'll know the answer w- to this by yeah, if
1: you're
2: actually listening, but this. still you stay tuned. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for Episode 316 of the Tony's Steak Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Thank you. We'll see you later.